like Tina the doll sheep? <laughs> and being in the dark with a wolf? <laughs> everyone and welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host Alex, but you can call me Senpai, and joining me tonight we have our czar of source material, John. It is like way too late for this. I was going to say, because usually it's too early for you, but you've been up for 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, I, normally I'm sleeping by now, fuck man. <laughs> <laughs> and we have our poster extraordinaire, Natai. So all of us are like half dead, John from being up for like three days straight and me from being after the gym and just wanting to sleep and die at peace. Is this what I'm getting at? <laughs> yeah, this is pretty much flex, it. man, to let us know, hey, hey, ladies, I'm hitting the gym again. It's not yeah. a flex. I, I just, I, it's <laughs> not. I, I want, I'm in pain. I want to die. See, see, that's why, see, we, we have, we have a channel on our Discord server now that's all about like fitness and stuff. He won't post in there because he's a thing, the second he does, he's going to have the bitches all over him. Oh, no, man. that's not, that's not true. What the fuck are you talking about? Why <laughs> I feel attacked right now? Well, <laughs> You know what we are going to be talking about tonight? Man, we're going to be talking about Beastar Season 2. Hey, That's right, we speaking are. Speaking of beasts being attacked. Yeah, you're, well, you're turning into a beast. Uh, but yeah, we are going to be doing a spoiler cast for Beastar Season 2 tonight. Um, if you haven't already, we have done a spoiler cast. Uh, we did that last year of the first season of Beastars. Do go check that out if you haven't seen that um, it was pretty thus good. far. It is. It's good. It's definitely worth checking out, as is the second season. Um, but speaking of that first season of Beastars, let's um, let's kind of recap a little bit where we left off with the first season um, and getting into the second. So um, with the end of the first season, we saw um, Louis shoot and kill the lion boss of the, the Leo child group. Child murderer. Or, I guess a child murderer. Um, and then like he fucking disappears and it's sort of left open and up in the air as to what actually happens uh, to Louis at the end of the first season um, we still like the, the entire premise of the show opens up with a murder of um, the alpaca Tim we still don't know who kills him at, or who killed him at the start of the second ep- or sec- second season and so that mystery is still out there um <laughs> John wrote down, Wolf Boy still has not banged the bunny. Listen, <laughs> listen. No, you skipped over a bullet point. Season two takes place two months after the end of season one. They established I know, this. but I thought that th- this bullet point was more important. <laughs> listen, all right. I had to put this here because if I didn't put it, I'd forget. So after That's the end accurate. of season one, I was so pissed because I was like, damn it, he didn't bang the bunny. So I fucking went and read the manga because I needed to see if he bangs the bunny. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. You read the mangas because you were looking for, like, a hentai? No, He's no, not no. a furry. Guys, he's not, not a, furry, a furry, I swear. I swear. Right. <laughs> What's this? No, I because after the end of season one, you're just like, I had so many questions. First and mm. foremost being, does he even fucking bang the bunny? Like, this entire <laughs> premise has been, I want to bang slash eat this bunny. I'm like, well, does he does does he do either of these things to the goddamn bunny? So after season one ends, I'm just like, I feel like, uh, I'm blue balling right now. So I, I had to go read it. <laughs> like I said, fuck you guys. I'm going to go read this. Um, and yeah. You know, you can actually go find art of this happening if you're not satisfied no, with the manga. No, I need oh, to see it happen disgusting. officially. Anyway, uh, so season, <laughs> season two opens up and we now know that it's been two months since the event because... Thank you, Exposition. Legacy, for whatever goddamn <laughs> yeah. reason, is just exposing for us, expositing for us. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it. it's funny because, like, the, the character, I forget who says it, but there's, like, the character that says, like, yeah, it's been two months since Louis disappeared. And, like, like oh, great exposition, guys. Great exposition. Definitely doesn't set the tone for the rest of the season, right? No, <laughs> not at all. Certain unexplained things just happen. We just conveniently um, wrap it all up. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I do want. I do want to mention that. So this second season of the anime is adapting the third story arc from the manga. Um, it's sort of colloquially referred to as the murder incident solution. Um, 
And it covers uh, volume 7 through 11 of the manga. The manga has a total of 22 uh, volumes, uh, and it is finished. So this, at the end of season 2, you are halfway through the manga. Wait, mm. so season 1 was volume 1 through 6? Uh, That's kind of Yeah, massive. season 1 covers volumes 1 through 6, yes. That's a shit ton of fucking volumes to cover, man. Yeah. 12 episodes? And Normal? it didn't yeah. feel like they like went through that much... Events, well, I guess because it's manga, crazy. it's it's different. I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking about it in terms of like light novel, right? Yeah, where oh, it's like three to gotcha. four volumes, but this is manga volumes. But still, that that kind of makes. And sense. you yourself pointed out that the chapters of of B stars are kind of short. Yeah. So, man. By the way, both of you read the manga, right? I have uh, not read the whole thing. I haven't, uh, finished but I have it, read past no. season two. Yeah, I haven't I, read I, any of it. I also read to the end of season two, and I'm like maybe four or five chapters ahead of season two right now, and that's where I stopped because I found out who who was the killer, and I don't know. I was just like, all right, well, a bunch we'll of my questions have been answered, and I don't want to read anymore. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get to that in a bit. Well, because when I when I was reading it last year, it still wasn't translated pretty far out. And I hate getting to a part where it's like I'm all caught up, you know? So mm. it's better to, like, cut it off now and then feed the addiction later. <laughs> <laughs> it's more binging I can do later. Now that <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the gotcha mentality in a fucking nutshell. Oh, my God. <laughs> Listen, I like binging, okay? I, I literally <laughs> just binged all of season two, like, an hour before we started this recording. It's a good binge. It's a good yeah. He, he got it, he had it on like two times speed, and he just he spit speed run the whole thing. I mean, I, I already knew it was gonna fucking happen, right? <laughs> like, hmm. but no, I, I actually sat and watched every single episode. Um, man, I have a lot to say about it, but we're kind of working on the time crunch here. So yeah, we are. So I I do I do want to mention a little bit of the technical detail. So uh, Studio Orange has come back to animate this uh, second season. It is still in full CGI. Um, uh, all the cast came back. Almost all of the crew came back. I think there's a couple of people who are, are a little different. Um, Same banging soundtrack. Mm. Yeah. Um, I specifically I want to talk about since this is full CG. Um, I can definitely tell that either they had more time or they had more money or both for the second season because the CG is noticeably improved over the first season. Oh, yeah. Which says a lot because the first season was great already. Oh, yeah. The first season wasn't bad, but it's even better in the second season. Yeah. So one thing that that season two has a lot more of than season one is action sequences. Like, Mm -hmm. I can think of off the top of my head, there's four right now action sequences that they played out really well. So I feel like that might be why they upped the budget for the CG. But um, I also wanted to add in that it's not completely CGI because a bunch of the backgrounds aren't CGI mm. rendered. They're, they're hand-drawn. Yeah. yeah. Some of the static backgrounds are hand-drawn, yes. Yeah, and I, I honestly, I really like that because <laughs> I like hand-drawn. Everyone likes hand-drawn, right? Right. Like, I think we can all be in agreement here that all three of us prefer hand-drawn compared to CGI. The, I, 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 I have said it multiple times, and I will say it again. The best argument I could ever give for the superiority of hand-drawn animation is watching the original 90s OVAs of Gunsmith Cats. Yeah. and um, But the 3D CG has definitely improved. Like It, it moves a lot smoother. I, I really liked it. I would assume that after that, they got, got all the models, like pretty much nailed all the models while they did the first season. That meant a whole lot of work like was sort of ready for them when they approached season two because they probably used the same models while they animated it, right? I would assume so, yeah. Yeah. They so have it's updated also, it, models. Mm. I mean, that's that's pretty much the the a big um, advantage to CG is that you don't have to actually sit there and draw out the characters all the time. You can have a model that you can just edit and, and yeah. alter as you need. I mean, kind of. I would assume that it's like the same models, probably. No, not, it's not. But <laughs> What do you mean? Um, so one thing that was a challenge in season one was, first of all, the manga looks like ass. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, mangaka, whatever your name is. I don't know your actual name. 
uh, chicken uh, lady. Padu Itagaki. Chicken, chicken lady. lady. Chicken lady. God, she's so weird IRL too. Oh my god. Like I sorry chicken lady, but your manga looks like ass. Like it's ch- it, it looks like chicken scratch. Okay? I can't... It looks it looks about as good as the manga for Haikyuu. It looks about as good as the manga, the original manga for One Punch Man. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not Yeesh. that bad, but um, they so That's in season rough. one, I know that they had a lot of uh, issues with like getting the characters to look right because the source material looks like ass. <laughs> like, you know, it's funny because in the first season, there are certain moments where the characters almost dip into that uncanny valley. Yeah. Like, th- there's just something not quite right about the proportions. So uh, props to the character designers who re-upped the models and like remade them. Like, all right, we know what they they're gonna we know what they're gonna move like because of the action sequences and stuff. So they were able to like render it out better. They didn't look mm-hmm. as as like lanky. Like Lugosi, for example, doesn't look as lanky, uh, among other reasons. But that it's everything just looks better, man. Everything is sharper. There's more color. There's there's they actually have like hand-drawn backgrounds that have more that add a lot more vibrant life to the scenes mm-hmm. and they really utilize 3d cg well because like example for the battle scenes for the fight scene yeah. sequences and stuff they actually do a lot of that like 3d moving around so we can actually see like the where the area that they're fighting in in the space and it's actually super cool because it makes it easier to follow like how the battle is playing out mm. Yeah, that's definitely one one area where the second season is much improved. But again, it is because there's more action sequences in the second yeah. season. Also, a lot of really cool, like sort of director directorial touches, I suppose. Like there's these moments, uh, like when uh, Lugosi sort of for for the first time confronts the murderer while he still doesn't know who he is. So he's like blindfolded and all the colors are like drawn on. It's like stark black with these outlines and. So from time to time, they like just kind of pretty much flexed with a really unique type of color choice for different scenes to show like their intensity. It's it's a beautiful show all around, pretty much. Like it looks great. It's it's animated really really well. It's really I love awesome. those. I I absolutely love that that scene too because it it definitely gives you a sense that Lagoshi himself is blindfolded and he can't see what's going on, but and he's it's actually intense. experiencing what's going on with his other senses. Yeah. One thing great. that. I definitely so they made Lagosi and his scent like a really big deal in the mm. first season. Yeah. They didn't really do that in season two. Like they used it in a couple instances, but that was something that I was a little bit disappointed in. Like they, they've only they used it very sparingly, I should say. That's okay though, because there was a lot of vibrant colors in the backgrounds and stuff. They they put effort in air different areas and I mean, I guess they can oh well he had a he had a stuffed nose, so you couldn't smell. That's why we didn't see the fucking um. I don't <laughs> know what that thing is. Synthesia, where you see well, where like, you can actually like see smells and taste colors. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, synesthesia. Yeah, that. Oh. So, I mean, I I definitely do give props to the director because one thing that I did notice is like the manga is super fast paced compared to, like, the actual anime. The anime is a lot more slow and dramatic. And, um... That is that is another uh, glaring, like, difference between the manga and the anime adaptation. The anime, or the manga, rather, has a lot of moments of, like, just comedy. And sometimes for no reason. Yeah. Well, the chicken episode breaks. was great in season one. <laughs> yeah, but it's more commonplace in the manga, where, like... A lot of these scenes have a lot of tension because we have uh, a lot of the the voice acting, which, by the way, phenomenal voice acting. Yeah, Freaking. there is. Yeah, the, that 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 is one thing I definitely wanted to give props to. Like the voice acting in this show is goddamn amazing. Like especially yeah. in this season with Yuki Kaji coming on board as Pina. Oh my god! Oh my he god! Every scene he's in, I fucking loved it. He, I love he it. He really hammed it up, and it was fucking great. <laughs> He really played. He really nailed the like pretty boy role. I fucking loved it. But and he's a fucking yeah, like goat. even <laughs> like we talked about this in the first one too. Like uh, even Lugosi, like he's he's an awkward teenager, right? They're in an awkward teenage, awkward high schooler phase, and like the stuttering and his nervousness, and then like he talks he, like an awkward teenager. It's great. Yeah, 
Yeah. Because he's been a quiet guy for most of his life. So when he's trying to speak up and he can't get his thoughts out correctly and it's all jumbled and stuff, it, it really – it's a good reflection, you know, of their character. And these voice actors fucking nailed it. Like, Yeah. And I, I love the fact that when he gets, like, he gets in his ball of awkwardness and he starts getting frustrated with his own, like, introversion, he mm. starts stuttering. Yeah. Yeah. Also, and every interaction the, he has with uh, – with, uh, Fuck me, what? I can't believe I forgot the rabbit's name, the bunny. Um, Haru. 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 Every time he has an interaction with Haru, it's great. I, I love their interactions together. Like, the actors play off each other so fucking well. Like, she, she just overpowers him, honestly, in some of these scenes when it comes to her personality. It's great. I, I just, I just, I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't do it. Like, <laughs> I can't imagine John not watching all those scenes and he's just like in the back of his mind going, bang the bunny, bang the bunny, bang the bunny, oh bang God. the bunny, bang the bunny. <laughs> Listen, that was what was promised. And that's what I was looking forward to. It's the promised Neverland. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, anyway, yeah, the, the director really took advantage of the, um, took good advantage of the actors and, added in their own like little flares here and there because i can't believe how good this anime is compared to the manga like god i wish i had better things it's it's one of the it's one of those rare instances of an anime adaptation that i think is actually better than its source material yeah because they yes and no i mean i'll Hmm. get to that in a second when we talk about pacing and stuff but um i just think the directing is it was done really well. Like it's the way that the anime has been structured and the way that they've directed us to have certain emotions with the um, musical cues along with the voice actors and their voice actor lines. It's fucking great. It was like, a, it's a very, it's very theatrical, man. It's almost like it a, is. it's a running theme or something. Jeez. Yeah. It's, it's almost like it's a stage play. Like, you know, the people in the drama club are doing. Wow, man. Crazy. <laughs> But you know, you brought up you brought up the idea uh, of the soundtrack. I want to talk about that for a second. Um, it's so good. Th- this soundtrack is amazing. Yeah. Um, the score the score by um, uh, Satoru Kosaki, who is also the person behind the score of the Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya and a big majority of the Monogatari series. Wow, it shines. Yeah. Yeah. There's and so many so- good renditions of old songs as well that he did for this. Yeah, season. like they so good. I can't remember what it was called. The one that freaking uh, when Juno sings that song went on that stage in season one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They brought yeah. it back oh. as a, like a as an instrumental piece. Song. As instrumental, yeah, yeah it's great. Well, they so also good. brought it back as like an extended epilogue piece, and it was mm. just like I fucking I was like just like oh man, this is such a good song. It's like one of those like jazz songs, mm-hmm. and that's something that they surprisingly they, they kind of got away from. Uh, like season one had a lot of like jazz inspiration in and yeah. piano inspirations. And season two definitely has that too, but they also have like hip hop soundtrack. Like there's that yeah, one that and sounds pop like, style, and it sounds like freaking um, what's that guy from Persona? Something Lotus. Which Persona? Oh, Ju- Lotus Juice. Yeah, Lotus Juice. Yeah. It sounds like Lotus Juice is rapping That's in true, one of the actually, songs. Yeah. Like when uh when we see uh uh Louis, <laughs> and it in was just suit. like I. I yeah, and I was like, I swear that was him, but it, it probably wasn't. <laughs> but it was just weird because they had like a lot of like slice of life tracks and a couple of other like it wasn't just the the theme of like jazz and piano anymore. They added a little bit more variety because there was a lot of different facets that they had to look through in season two, which was really good. It's very yeah, creative. and there were there, I I would say there were a lot more there were more characters that got like screen time and like actual lines in season two than in season one. So I, f- I feel like that adding those, those new musical cues and musical stylings sort of added to that too, because it felt like almost every character, at least every character that had a speaking line almost had a musical cue to go along with them. Yeah. Yeah. And the OP and ED are bangers. Let me <laughs> tell you, boy, freaking, I don't remember their name. It's by the same band, Yao, 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 Yao something. Yao Subi. They're great. They're fucking amazing. But I mean, we heard the OP during the teaser when it came out, right? And I was yeah. like, okay, it's not bad. And then I hear the ED in episode the two. ED and I was just like, I, so I fucking good. loved it. I was just like, yeah. the OP is good. Don't get me wrong. But the ED, oh my God, dude. So <laughs> I did not OP... skip any. 
any of the EDs. I just like I was like I need to listen to it. It's so good. The thing with the OP is that I, I love the song. It's so good. It's great. It's awesome. It's energetic. It's I love it. But man, do the visuals disappoint? I mean, because we had the OP for season one with Wildside, and it's amazing with the unique animations and the stop I mean, motion animation. The stop motion yeah. animation was so good. And then you this new. I mean, again, song is amazing, but. It's like oh it's just mostly it's reused just, animation it, it's kind of it's uh, silhouettes of the characters reaching out to each other <laughs> like, yeah, listen if if, uh, if, the, if the price of us having the good cg that we got throughout the show in the second season was not having as much of a as much great animation in the op and ed i'm okay with that trade-off the first opening for like for season one wasn't even done by orange it was done by a different studio it was i think it's like uh, I don't know. It was yeah, kind of disappointing. It may have been. It may have been. But if if Orange had to do the OP and the ED for the second season, I'm okay with it because what we still got was good animation in the show. That's true. I, I agree. And I, I, agree. I would rather they blow their budget on the core of it instead of the OP and ED. Like great songs, but yeah, the the OP fucking so simple, right? Like yeah. every anime does the silhouette shit back to back, hands so... reaching out for each other, mm. and then the fucking ED, dude. The fucking I love the ED song, right? Also, but the animation fucking, for the ED is really nice. I really like it. Yeah, except it's so simple. It's literally it's just yeah. hand drawn, right? And it, it's like an aha style music video style where it's like But it's quite literally just like frames from a certain scene towards the end of the, the fucking uh, anime. I yeah, want someone much. to take. I want someone to take take on me. And then just put it over that animation just to see if it works. Eh, probably not. I think the BPM is completely different. But it was just extremely basic, especially compared to what we got from season one. But yeah. again, it doesn't matter because this, the rest of the the actual core of the show was actually good. So Yeah. Uh, speaking of the core of the show, should we actually get start talking about story? All right. So who killed Tem? Right, that's, that's so, the question. Actually, there's fucking... a couple of questions that we have, le- you know, leading off from season Will one. Will they bang? Like, what happened to fucking Louis? Is he dead? Did he run away? Yeah. So, uh, who killed Tim? Uh, season one starts off with you know that murder scene, and then at the very end, it's like, oh yeah, we never solved that mystery, did we? So then oh, shit. season two opens back up with, hey, remember that thing that happened two months ago? Yeah, that's still not solved, huh? Man, there's a ghost over here. <laughs> it's a giant and, snake. <laughs> yeah, hex eyes. That that was that was what a great. cool name, by the way. Yeah, I love yeah, that. The, we we're introduced to a lot of new characters in season two. Mm-hmm. Hex eyes being one of them, who like eggs Legoshion and is like, you can find out who the killer is, right? And I have a lot of complaints about season two. All what right. what about what about this? Uh, this school has one security guard. It's one a big ass security guard though. It's True, a it's a big old boy. It's a thick old boy. It's damn. Well, thick. it's a lady. I love but... that introduction, by the way, of that character. Like, yeah. It's so oh, cool. I do too. I love how so she's cool. super in love with Legoshi's body too. <laughs> she's yeah. Just, like, it's like what the fuck? Perving out, and then Legoshi's just touching her, like oh. So this is what a snake feels like. And she's like, oh, he's admiring my body. <laughs> like, huh, huh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Anyway, that was weird. It was a weird way to segue um, Legoshi's story into, like, becoming Detective. fucking Batman. Okay? Legoshi becomes yeah. Batman. I am so, the knight. <laughs> so we, in the first episode, we see uh, Louis. Louis back, and we learn that it's two months later. And then we also learn that... Now Louis is a fucking crime boss. So after he fucking executes the fucking um the old lion boss, he becomes the new boss of the Leo clan. He is the new lion. <laughs> and while he's doing that, Legosi becomes fucking Batman. <laughs> he's the keeper of the night. <laughs> like, it's so melodramatic, but somehow it works. I don't know why. It's so fucking where's, where, funny. Where's the Joker? Tell me now. Yeah, and my God. So, those might be two really big bombs to drop on you, but this happens in the first fucking two episodes, okay? That we yeah. learn all these things. The pacing of season two was fucking weird. So, it's all over the place, dude. Like, we, we learn who the killer is pretty fucking early on, and we don't get to the climax 
of like fighting the the killer and getting them turned in or whatever getting to the end of of the killer arc until like what we it happens in episode seven right was that yeah what I episode said it was? seven is when it's actually revealed who the killer is but let's be honest so i want to talk about that so when 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 season one was airing and and you and i were watching it john you kept saying to me it's bill it's, it's got to be Bill. It's yeah, got to be fucking Bill. It's Billy. Because if you think about it, like, there was a lot of He's, like, the only... Yeah, he's, like, the, like, he's like the biggest guy there, pretty much. And yeah. like a there was, tiger. There was, so, there was so many hints, right, that it, it could have been Bill. And the fact that they, they show him, like, doping with the blood in season yeah. one and how that he goes to the meat market and he's like, yeah, let's go get some fucking meat, man. Let's go get drugs. Like, <laughs> let's go get drugs. <laughs> Yo, man, yeah. you got some drugs? And he's always, like, trying to flex his, like, oh, look at us, we're carnivores. Legosi, fight me in this fucking tug of war with our teeth. Ugh! Like, <laughs> he's so... I, I, was telling, I was telling John, he's, like, he's almost set up to be, like, this massive dickhead jock. Yeah, and Pretty obviously, much, yeah. Like, it's a red herring, right? Like, he would be the obvious pick, so it can't be Billy. And, uh... So then, was it episode two or three that Legosi gets his ass kicked by the Yeah, the where he gets blindfolded and he, he, yeah. he can't see what's going Probably on, but he on, can yeah. smell and hear everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. so <laughs> it gets fucking revealed pretty early on. Like, they they show the stature of the guy, of the killer. The sil- yeah, they show the silhouette and it's fucking massive. So it's like, there's only one logical, like, conclusion of who it could be in the drama club. And... That's part of, like, the pacing's super weird, man. Like, I, I really didn't enjoy it. They skipped a lot of parts where it's not integral to the core of the story. But, I, I always say this, but it, it you just lose out on a lot. Like, um, when mm. – so, when when Rui – Rui, I keep saying Rui. When Louis – when Louis becomes fucking kingpin, um, he, <laughs> like, hates – he he's originally just put there as to be, like, a figurehead, right? Like, the, the tigers or the lions are like, yeah, we'll fucking eat them once we're done, but we're going to use them to, like, for a shtick. And that's what we're we... going to use them to, like, elevate our status. Yeah, like, bring back the Leos to the top of the food chain in the black market, and then we'll fucking eat the kid later. Like, they, they, they say that, and that's the plan. And then, fucking all of a sudden, the clan respects uh, Louis, and the fucking... um. The tiger guy with the glasses. I keep saying tiger. I mean lion. The lion guy with the glasses. Don't remember his name. Ibuki? Ibuki. Yeah. So Ibuki, like, all of a sudden becomes, like, a, his loyal henchman and, like, would die for this man, for, for Louis. And it's like, well, that's kind of fucking weird. They shared, like, one conversation and where it's it weird. seemed like. Yeah. And, and the, the if you're if you're confused by that because you're an anime-only watcher, uh, they skip about two or three other conversations that they have in the manga um, where they're actually bonding over, like, some shared experiences and stuff. And yeah. it's actually really good, and I don't know why they left it out. As someone who's, like, an anime-only, it felt kind of weird. Things were happening super quick and at first i was like given him sort of the benefit of the doubt of like oh okay like i mean it's really like to go through things super quick i was like okay it's still like engaging enough for me to like keep going with it you know the thing i do love that they did keep in and i'm really glad they kept it in is that scene where ibuki actually buys louis a salad and he says that he was embarrassed to go buy it by himself (laughs) <laughs> like it's just so it's such a good like character difference between them like he's like he's trying to understand louis but it's like i'm still embarrassed by this give me time you still get the gist of their relationship which is interesting yeah because they share two scenes they share that one scene where abuki buys the salad and the second one where abuki shows like oh he was he sank low too and he tried to he lost money or need to pay someone and was mm. selling his body for parts too right mm. So, there's other scenes that they missed out on with Ibuki where the reason why he even was watching um, Louie and why he bought the salad, like, that's not explained. And I feel like that was a great moment to explain, like, why Ibuki's even watching Louie. He's doing it because he knows that Louie's a smart kid and Louie will fucking kill himself if he needs to, if he thinks he's being taken advantage of and he's not winning in this situation. So, because of that, Ibuki keeps an eye on him to make sure he doesn't fuck up the group. But because of that, he starts learning more about herbivores, and that's where Ibuki has, like, a lot of conversations in his own head. Like, oh, this kid is pretty actually crazy. Like, we're a bunch of fucking lions, and this dude is not losing his fucking cool, and he's he's doing things that he honestly 
shouldn't be doing, like <laughs> eating meat, you know, to prove a fucking that point was, that, he can, that he can fucking play with the boys. And all of this, like, kind of just gets fucking glassed over or glossed over. And I, I was just like, ah, it's not that important. Okay, it, it really isn't. No, but, but it, 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 was it kind of is, though. It is, though, important because they built this relationship up so much. Now, those scenes give you a great insight into Ibuki's character that you don't get in the anime. Yeah, and, like, fucking the ending with Ibuki, like, it just feels like it was... Oh, it man, just happens, it, it, sort of. It just happens. Like and, they build towards again, it, but it's not. Without, it's not. It's not earned. It's like uh, yeah. With, without without those those scenes that they actually did skip over from the manga, it feels completely unearned, and it does seem to come out of left field. Yeah, but it makes perfect sense if you read the manga. And don't get me wrong, the manga's pacing is pretty bad too, where like things kind of just happen and they just keep happening, and it keeps on coming, and it keeps on coming, <laughs> but. Ah, oh, man, that's yeah, I was super disappointed about that for the second season, especially considering it was only four fucking volumes. It was less yeah. than the fucking first season, and they squeezed so much less information. It's, well, it's five, really, five volumes, not four, but yeah, well, it's, it's really a shame Still. because it's again, as an anime only, like I got the gist of most of the things and I, I really did enjoy the show, but man, the pacing just, it just, it really hurts the show. And we talk about pacing a lot. We have, we have so many episodes of the podcast talking about pacing, but man, like there's a certain point, like, uh, I, I won't forget, like getting towards the end of this season and like the fights with Riz is happening. I'm like, oh, I, like I'm digging this, but then it just goes by so quickly to the point where we're getting to the end of the, the season and they just skip over so many things are happening so quick. Like the, the fallout of all the events of the battle and Ray's going to prison and suddenly Lugosi is with Haru. And it's like so many things are like going by so quick. Like, wait, there's got to be a whole other episode like for as an epilogue to all of these things that are happening. No, Fucking it just nope. ends. It just happens. It just it ends. Happens, <laughs> We're gonna cram all, the last of all this fucking arc in the last like five minutes of this show. They're like, what the fuck, dude? I like, where yeah, are they rushing to? They could have done another episode, right? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, that p- pacing is such an important tool that you. I, I'm so surprised considering how good the directing has been for the characters and stuff so far, right? Mm. Like, man, and it's such a of, shame. Um, Speaking of revealing the killer, so it was fucking obvious, right? Like from the moment so he shows I, up. Well, from, from, yeah, from the moment you see a silhouette, it was obvious yeah. who it was. After that, but let's give them credit that like the way they reveal Lagoshi noticing it's him, it's like, oh, I know it's you. Like him calling out, like I, 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 I give them credit. That was a great moment of Lagoshi approaching. Like, yeah, I know you did it. <laughs> yeah, because they did, they did that twice, right? The first one was he deadpan uh, name drops the uh, Randy or whatever, the fucking kangaroo who's stealing panties. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, so he's just running alongside some like weirdo um, kangaroo at night. Like, hey, so you like jogging at night? Oh, do you remember anything about that murder last year? Did you jog out here? No, and he's like, "Oh, it's been a while. I, I don't know, man." And he tries to run away, and then like Goshi catches up, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I'm just asking some questions. Like, do you do you like running at night, man? I see you run in the morning too." And it's like, "Yeah, you know, fitness." And he's like, "Oh, okay. Also, you're the panty thief, right?" And it's like, "What?" And that's the first fucking battle sequence, and it's fucking amazing. Holy shit! Goddamn oh, kangaroo. Man. I did not expect that, honestly speaking. I I was like, I thought it was just gonna be a one and done type of deal where like they he just like fucking jumps behind him and throws him to the ground or something. But I didn't actually expect like a little fucking actual fight sequence. That was kind of cool. Y'all, and, did y'all happen to catch the fact that it is a kangaroo that's doing the stealing? Damn yes. Aussies! What? Damn Aussies! The criminal oh mentality, god. man. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, so. After that, Lagoshi uh, gets fucking blindfolded and his sh- the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. And the killer is super tall. And it's fucking obviously Riz. Because there's no one else in the drama club that that's, that is that big. Big. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, 
It's like, this dude can pick me up with one arm. I was like, it's fucking the bear, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck? It's obviously the fucking bear. And yeah, I mean, you, you know, it's pretty much been narrowed down a little bit for you by the time the second season starts. You know it's someone at the school. You know it's someone in the drama club. You know it's a carnivore. So that definitely narrows it down for you. And then, like, once you figure out that the person who did kill Tim can lift fucking Lagoshi up with one arm, that severely narrows it down. It's the big-ass yeah. bear. <laughs> it's quite literally just one other person if it's not Billy. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was... That might Billy. But, I mean, the point of it wasn't, like, the mystery, like, a whodunit. You know, this isn't a drama yeah. whodunit. This is more about um, what I, Why? Sort what, of, right? What, well, there's so much going on. So, I when I first got into Beastars, I thought it was just going to be, like, yeah, whatever, high school drama, um, Zootopia, like, whatever. Uh, I am... Su- <laughs> I am surprised at how much depth there is to be stars. I said this. I I'm pretty sure I said this in season one's review too. But I there's a lot more to the story. There's so much more depth to the story, mm. and a lot of it revolves around like um, themes and motifs, right? Racism, speciesism, um, accepting coming who of you age. are, coming of age, and it's there's a lot of lessons to be learned here, and it's actually really interesting. The world is super interesting. Uh, one thing I really liked was, like, Riz. So Riz, we find out he's the killer, and he ate Tem. Tem yeah. apparently was getting close with Riz, and then he he made Riz feel better. Riz is a bear. He has to take, like, those strength pills or the muscle it's, atrophy pills. Yeah, muscle atrophy pills. It, to reduce his strength because bears need to do that when they're over a certain, like, size because otherwise they'll be too strong and then they'll kill everyone. And Liz Liz rips like, an arm off it. of someone. Yeah, like that that's something else. Like you're you're shown that how easy it is in this world for carnivores to accidentally hurt and perhaps even kill uh herbivores because the 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 panther dude or leopard or whatever he is in the uh in the drama club Tao, he accidentally rips the anteater's arm off. Yeah, it's yeah. like Ooh. and how they showed that was super good. And super interesting because you see how, like, the carnivores, like, Billy, he jumps to the rescue right away. He's like, everyone, step the fuck back, especially you carnivores, especially you, Tao. Calm the fuck down. And he holds him back, right? Because Tao's, like, freaking out. But Billy grabs him and pulls him away from the herbivores because he knows, like, we're carnivores. We're seen as, like, predators and people are scared of us. We need to get you the fuck away from the rest of these herbivores to avoid any more panic. And, mm-hmm. like... It was just, it, and it's super crazy. It's like, you would think that he would panic and as well, you know, because it's Billy. He's the hothead. But yeah. he knows his role very well in the society. And that's it's super interesting. Oh, the, the whole dynamic between. So good. It is. And like you, you see that in the, in the really, the quiet moments too. Like as much as there is good action sequences in the second season, there's some really good quiet world building moments that you got. Like the, um, the, the, the scene or scenes where you, uh, have the, the leopard girl, uh, oh, going shopping right. with the sheep girl. It's yeah. so good. And like, she's so frustrated because like people, the, the carnivores only seem to be friends with herbivores to get like likes on, uh, <laughs> On Beast Book, good God! <laughs> no, it was the opposite. The herbivores were taking pictures for yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Because it would help them get likes on Beast Book. But yeah. yeah, like we see that budding friendship where the um the herbivore sheep was like, oh, I was actually scared of the carnivore uh leopard girl, but then they actually become friends at the end of it. And I was like, that's actually super cool. You know, that's a one of the dynamics in this world that they don't talk about enough. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, and then you see it, up for. you see you see it again when you have that scene with Haru and Juno on the rooftop. Like that was so good. Too. That's such a good scene between the two. Yeah, yeah, where Juno like starts feeling like this is why people want to protect herbivores. Like it's not just because we're supposed to because they're herbivores, but it's because they're they're cute and small I, and I love fragile. how like Juno Juno goes into that scene following horror to the rooftop like, you hussy, I'm gonna find out what you're all about. And then like by the end of it she's like, Oh, just let me pet you. No, and by the end of it she's like, I need to get the fuck out of here before she fucking whips me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> also and, like um, an, another great episode is the the one who focuses on Riz and his like relationship with the other bears. Like I love how they establish that again, yeah, they're so powerful so they need to take those pills and because they are in pain because of the pills, they drink all this honey. And it's like it's 
it's so good because it like the world makes so much sense with how it's built it's it's awesome i absolutely love how the world is constructed yeah, yeah and, and like then, the fact that he's a he's a good cook and they all like look up to yeah, him. yeah it's this, so like good. Bro- big brother figure dude riz is such and a good then, character i love him then we have the theme of accepting who you are and deciding who or what you want to be right so riz he He's got a bunch of problems. He hates taking the the muscle muscle atrophy drugs, yep. and when he meets Tem and starts talking to Tem and Herbivore about these problems, he starts feeling better because he's not like he he's kind of like revealing what it's like to be a, a carnivore, what the, what it's like to be a bear. Yeah, and, and Tem, Tem and Tem is, starts to respect him for who he is too. Yeah, yeah. and it's like it it's it's a really good peak into their dynamic, and then and then this is where Riz fucks it all up. Where he decides, oh, I'm gonna go meet Tem without my medicine to be who I am in he, front of him. It's like, ooh, yeah. And then he fucking kills Tem, and then how he goes crazy because of this. <laughs> Holy shit! His breakdown of like it's me amazing. and Tem are are the perfect like union of herbivore and this. Like Tem wanted me to eat him and all the stuff that he made up in his mind. Whereas, uh, like, when he's fighting Legacy, Legacy's like, you killed Tem. And he's like, I didn't kill Tem. Tem and I are the bestest of buddies. You you won't soil the love between us. You know, I'm just like, dude, Riz is going it's crazy, so I also good. I also love that you, you see that throughout, like, throughout the season when he's alone, when Riz is alone. And he's almost, he's, he's talking, he's, like, doing the inner monologues. But he's yeah. not talking to himself. He's talking to Tem in his yeah. inner monologues. Like, he's crazy, but his insanity is so well, like, presented. I love it. It's great. Well, and and the fucking worst part is it's about accepting who he was, right? He had a hard time accepting who he was because he was like, oh, I'm a bear, but I can't really be a bear because I have to do all these things because I'm a bear, right? And how that affected him and why he created that fake Tem in his head and justified eating Tem. Like, that, I'm like... That is such a good way to, like, frame it. Like, because of season one, we, we saw the carnivores as just, like, yeah, they just like eating herbivores. That's just nature, mm. right? And it is nature. And that's not something that they need to deny. But they spend so much time in season one just trying to make it out like, oh, it's a doggy dog world and this and that. And then in season two, they focus on the opposite, right? Where, well, the reason they're not, they they shouldn't eat each other isn't because like you know we're all we're all animals here we need to get along it's that you have to suppress who you are because there's just so many differences and then they fucking flip that on its head though yeah. because then when we go to the black market we see that there's certain like there's certain herbivores that are preying on the carnivores like there's yeah. that old goat man who wants to chop off the um What's that fucking type of alligator? The caiman. The caiman alligator's genitals off because he thinks it's going to help him fuck his wife. And it's like, he's <laughs> he's the, the rich. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, what the fuck? It's a total role reversal. And then we have Ibuki who shows off his uh, tattoo where he was going to sell off his arm to pay for some money or some debt, right? Where he's obviously an apex predator, but there was a time in his life where he was going to be sold off from me. And again, that just shows another dynamic into this world of like, it's not as it seems, you know, just because you're a predator does not mean you can't be prey. And just because you're considered prey does not mean you can't be a predator. And, and also, it's just... like, for, for as much as this delves into things like racism, there's also an as- aspect of classism in that as well, because it's showing for off sure. that just because you're at the top now doesn't mean you can't be at the bottom. Yeah. And then there's also the fact that there's uh, the, the, the racism, classism, speciesism. Like, the carnivores kind of have it bad, right? They're not allowed to eat. They can't eat meat, obviously, even though they, you know, they're carnivores and they want to eat meat because it makes them crazy. But they're all forced to eat tofu, vegetables, whatever. Yeah. And all their um, herbivores, they, they kind of have it made. Like... All the rules benefit the herbivores. Everyone always has to protect the herbivores. Everyone's worried about the herbivores. No one's really worried about the carnivores, even though it's purely due to because, oh, because the carnivores could eat us at any time. But society is built in such a way that it doesn't matter. Like, freaking, um, 
at the end, Lugosi goes to jail and gets kicked out of school because he eats Rui's foot. Rui. Yeah. <laughs> I keep saying Rui. Louis. I foot. swear to God, I'm going to end this right now. <laughs> Listen, they call him Rui. I'm Rui. used to hearing Rui. 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 Stop. No. No. Anyway, so in the final climactic battle, um, Legacy is like, <laughs> freaking Legacy. I need to Can power I up. <laughs> I, I need to talk about this. So Legacy spends all that fucking time training his Batman to harness the power of not eating meat and to like be able to be okay without eating meat. And then at the end, he fucking eats meat to power level <laughs> to fucking fight and beat uh, Riz. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I like how I like how he also eats insects to dope up. Yeah, and yeah. they eat insects to dope up. <laughs> he has that like a fucking. I, I like how they they like imply that eating insects is like taking drugs in this world. Yeah, what was that about? He, it's like he sees a god. He eats the larva, or and then he has like this fucking like LSD trip where he's talking to a moth. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what was that about. It was not an not an analogy. It was it was the show like they know what it's like to take a life. Like obviously, Legacy at that point when he was eating the uh, bugs had never taken a life, and he he made that vow he was never going to eat meat, right? But that was the first step to like accepting who he is. He's a wolf. He's a, a carnivore. Like he gets strong by eating meat. And again, that's why Louis tells him to eat his leg because he's like you need to be who you are like quit Mm. suppressing who you really are on the inside a carnivore like it's okay to be a carnivore it's like a really good mirror to Riz and Tam's relationship because that again was about Riz being like who he is but taken to a really different extreme of him sort of like giving himself an excuse to be like to let out his psychotic urges I guess well, Louis and yeah. Negoshi's relationship is like, no, actually, both of them being better and allowing themselves to be themselves, you know? Or something like that. Yeah, and, I mean, they even say it in an earlier battle where they're fighting in the shower, he, where um, Riz is like, we're predators or uh, we're carnivores. We have sharp teeth and claws for, you know, taking control and killing the uh, herbivores. And then Legosi's like, no, we have it to protect what we love. And then, like, that's the difference, right? Yeah. The, they're, like, they're the same, but they're different. Like, they're going through the same type of shit where they have to suppress who they really are, but they're fighting for completely different reasons. And, you know, you see how Riz went crazy after he killed his best friend, Tem, the only person in his life who actually made him feel okay for being who he is. And then, you know, with that whole fucking fake story about Tem wanted me to eat him. Like, it's so, God, there's so much, so many more layers to this. To this fucking show, and I can't. Like you said, it's deeper it. than you ever thought it would be. <laughs> I really didn't expect going into the show that I would be so invested in it. Because again, I just thought it was just gonna be High School Musical, Zootopia. <laughs> like <laughs> honestly, I really—that's all I thought it was gonna be. High School be. Musical <laughs> Furries Edition, right? No, like a hundred percent. That's what I thought. But and there is there is still some of that high school like you know melodrama, but still for sure, so much of it. But that, like, again, and, and I totally agree with you, which makes it even more disappointing because, like, when I got to, like, maybe episode 8, 9, I was like, oh, this show is it's a, nine out, it's a 9 out of 10. It's amazing. I love it. It's so good. It's everything I wanted <laughs> in season 1, but better. But then, like, the pacing started to, like, show how it sort of affects the show for the worst. And the ending comes up. And it's like, it's... It left me with such a bad taste in my mouth because it's it's like why why you could have given it like one more episode <laughs> to give us like a good closure for this arc it's it, it just go poof do you know what this season needed more of that it didn't have jack yeah we only got like two <laughs> scenes with jack oh you know, good you know, boy, you know why natai because jack is a good boy he's such Who's a good, a good boy, boy? <laughs> he's so sad he's jack. a sad boy uh poor jack yeah, Jack was relegated to like a fucking background character in this season, which is sad because he was a good character in the first. Well, I mean, that's kind of his role in this arc anyway. He's kind of just a background character. His yeah. only major scene was discovering Legacy after he gets his ass beat. So, yeah, it's kind of it. But no, the pacing at the ending was so fucking bad. Like, 
the whole it thing was. like we have the whole abuki slash um louis situation where louis is like oh i don't want to be a mob boss i need to get out of this i need to go help my friend lagosi fight this fucking bear and then like the reason abuki like gets himself killed so that way rui god damn it louis <laughs> has an excuse to i'm gonna keep fucking it up honestly speaking because that's all that i heard but yeah it gives louis an excuse to get out of the black market and it's just like they skipped over so much and it just happened and it's like what why why did abuki die it didn't make sense and then like louis louis crying his heart out after he talks to to lugosi about like you're a fucking idiot for just trying to fight this carnivore like you could have just called the cops you fucking fool and he's like yeah but this is kind of a battle of our idealisms you know a battle for carnivores idealisms and i'm just like yeah that's exactly it and, it's and there's that great. there's that melodrama <laughs> and it's like they for the weirdest parts in the fucking end they stretch out a bunch of stupid shit and then glass over a bunch of other stuff like show none <laughs> of the fallout of that that battle of like riz going to jail and just it, it just ends and like why why would you do this yeah <sighs> That brings up a good point um, that, you know, the way that this season ends, it does feel like it's just wrapped up like really, really quickly. And for no like, yeah, Natai said there, there kind of needed to be some kind of an epilogue to it. Even if it was like a, uh, maybe they made the episode, the last episode, maybe 15, 20 minutes longer. Um, or made it like future length, you know, make it an hour long. That would have been yeah, way better. It felt like yeah, they skipped that's... over a lot of stuff that was enough for an extra episode. It really felt like yeah, it. that 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 could have worked too. Um, but you know, as much as we actually like this, this actually does mark the halfway point of the story of the manga, right? Um, so there's there's 22 volumes total in the manga. It is finished, um, and this this season ends with volume 11. Um, as of the time of this recording, there hasn't been a third season announced yet. I have to imagine that given the critical and commercial success of the first season, and at least so far the critical critical success of the second season, there might be a third season. So maybe so. some of that will come to fruition in the third season. Like the first episode will be sort of an epilogue to the second season. Yeah, like the upcoming stuff is super interesting because – so far, they just started doing the world building in season two, and we only got a fucking crumb, a little fraction of it. The I can tell part, you, as someone who has read the manga, the next the next little part has a lot of world building in it. Yeah, Good. it's great. It's fucking amazing. Oh my god, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything, but I I really hope that it gets renewed and picked up for a third season. And eventually a fourth season to fucking finish it out. Like yeah, like it, me, John and I were talking before we started recording this. Like if they do four seasons, they could do the entire story of Beastars in four seasons. If they do twelve or thirteen episodes for the third and fourth season. Hey, hey, I'm I'm always down for complete adaptations. Give it, give it yeah. to me, Orange, please. Yeah, yeah, we yeah we are, aren't we? Tight. <laughs> March comes in like a fucking lion. Don't make me cry. <laughs> All right. Numerical scores. Let's wrap this shit up. Yeah, let, let's wrap this up with our scores. So I'm, I'll, I'll start. So I gave the first season a nine out of ten. I really loved the first season. I, I, I genuinely loved this season too. But like you guys, I definitely had some issues with the pacing. I, I certainly had some issues with the thing, some of the things that were left out. Um, but I gotta say that coupled with the fact that I actually loved the way it was resolved the actual story of, you know, finding Tim's murderer. Um, and the fact that, you know, technically I think this season was a little bit better than the last season uh, in terms of its art animation and, and OST. Uh, I'm giving it an 8.5 out of 10. So it's only 0.5 less than what I gave this, the first season. Now, I don't remember what I scored it. I probably scored it a 7 or something on the first season because the... It wasn't that impressive. Like it blew me away, a hundred percent. Like I, I came in thinking it was gonna be bad, and whenever you come in thinking something's gonna be bad, and it turns out to be halfway decent. It actually like, is wow. a lot better. Yeah, you go, wow, that's actually way better than I thought it'd be. <laughs> uh, I gave it an eight out of ten because, just on a technical level, like yes, they fucked up a couple of the pacing things and skipped a bunch of story stuff, but is it integral to the main story and where it's gonna go from here? Not really. Like, 
I'd say 15-ish percent yes, but the rest no. But from a technical standpoint, like it just it's, it looks a lot better. It runs a lot better. The fight scenes were amazing. The music was still great. World building, they added in little bits and pieces here and there to just like give us a little bit more of a like a lively world. Especially considering what comes next. It's it's good. It's fucking great. I wouldn't say it's perfect, but it's fucking great. Mm, it's it's rough. So what was the actual numerical score you would give? I said eight out of ten. I already said that. Oh, yeah, okay. Like, I, I must have missed that yeah. part. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. He, he was looking up some bunny porn, dude. It's like, ugh. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what. It, it's rough. Cause the first season, I, I loved it. It was great. It's, it's just a really incredible show. I loved everything about it. Production, the voice, like everything. It's like a, a solid eight out of ten for me. I absolutely adored it. And like while watching season two, as I said, I was like, oh, this is amazing. It's like nine out of ten. I love it. I love everything about it. But then slowly the pacing just comes up and fucks it all up. And like, again, everything about season two is even better than season one till you get to like the last section of the show. And again, the pacing just shows how much it just hurts the entire season. And also I had some kind of gripes with the direction as well. I don't so many fucking split screens. I don't know why, but yeah, yeah it's <laughs> again, I, I absolutely love this season, but it's it's probably a seven for me. It's probably a seven. It's amazing. It's you know awesome. You, I but didn't, it's, we didn't even talk about the split screen stuff. Like there were times when they had all those split screens up. Like, am I watching a shonen? Dude, I, I was confused. <laughs> I was like, was season one like this with its split screen? There's so many this so. season. There's so many. But yeah, again, don't get me wrong. Season two is amazing. I loved it, but it's it's definitely the pacing hurt it a lot. It definitely left me with a sour taste in my mouth, especially at the end. It's just, it's a shame. I was disappointed by it because for most of the season, it's incredible. It's incredible stuff. But then it's like, ah, I can tell you, I, again, I, I, as someone who's read the manga a little bit past this, I can tell you that if you actually like the slow uh, character building and world building scenes from the second season, you're going to love what comes next. I, I, I love more of this world. I love to see more of the characters in the world and see where it goes because I, like, I, I love this show. Uh, it's just a shame that they kind of just rush through a lot of really interesting things that probably happened and we didn't see. Yeah. And I kind of see the problem here is that because of how animes are usually aired, like, 12 to 24 to 36 you know in units of 12 right yeah we have core seasons yeah and units of 12 so, or 13 yeah and the problem is that there was there was not enough to kind of split this into 24 episodes just for this arc and it would have been fun extra if they added episode. the next arc One. yeah i honestly i feel like they could have did 13 but maybe the, what they should COVID, have done is made the final that. episode an hour long that's what they should have done yeah honestly speaking but you know, what can you do? But I'm hoping because of how they wrapped it up that a season three is going to be announced pretty soon within the next, I don't know, two months or something. Watch it. Watch it be tomorrow because I know we're, we're recording this <laughs> at the end of, of June and like watch it be fucking tomorrow when Ooh. it comes out. And it's like by the time we actually release this, you're outing us as pirates. Yarr. I Hey, I didn't pirate this. I have a Japanese Netflix account. Oh, yeah, me true. too. Don't you, Natai? <laughs> Of course I do, right? Yeah, see, we all have legitimate Netflix accounts from NordVPN, right? Sponsor us. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> do you have a VPN? No. Uh, uh, see, I'm not no, actually like, joking. I, I do actually have all that. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Same. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, like, so since this is going to be coming out the Monday after. Um, the show actually releases in North America on Netflix. Like I just had this feeling that sometime between now and then it's going to get announced. And we're going to look like fucking fools. Like always. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I will say, I-, I said it before as of the time of us recording this, a third season has not been announced. Give it to me. Orange. Well, I swear to God, Netflix. If you do it tomorrow, I'm going to fucking scream. <laughs> All right, well... I think that's a great place to end it. Um, definitely hoping for a season three. Um, Studio Orange, get to it. Uh, thank you all out there for dropping in to listen to us rant and rave about this fucking Zootopia clone that we love so much. 
Uh, check God the description below to find furries. links to Anime Club After Dark on Twitch, on social media, and on Discord. Check out our merch store and our affiliate links as well. Any purchases you make there do really help us out. There are some new stickers on our uh, store that you can find now, too. If you like our little chibi designs that we have um, for our podcast characters, those are all available as stickers now. Um, with that, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Nice burb, whoever did that. Say goodnight, everybody. Good night, everybody. Woo, what's this? Notices your bulge? <laughs>